Blog Talk Radio. The Lord started talking to me uh, about my life and started asking me why I didn't aim for more than enough. And so uh, God was telling me, I want you to aim not just for enough, but I want you to aim for more than enough. Because I'm a more than enough God. This is Pastor Brad Morgan of New Life Beginnings Church. It's good being with you today. And I want to share a a message with you today. And the, the title of the message is to aim for more than enough. To aim for more than enough. And this has just been something that the Lord's just recently been dealing with me about. And I guess it started in um, January of this year when we received a prophetic word that the Lord was breaking the spirit of delay, the spirit of delay over our, our ministry and over our personal life, that there had been a spirit of delay for 12 years over our personal life and over our ministry and that God was breaking I've had uh, a few challenges since that word was given, and, and each time I've had a challenge, I've spoke that that spirit of delay is broken off my life. And I went back and traced that word, and I saw actually when that thing started was actually 12 years ago, and uh, it started during a time when our when our finances, our personal finances, were going in the wrong direction. But God said that he was breaking that spirit, that spirit of delay off of our lives and that, that things were going to begin to happen. And things that had been held up were going to happen. And, and we were going to see an acceleration to that word. And then the Lord also spoke to me that he was sending unusual finances from unlikely sources, unusual finances. He told me the story about about Elijah and, and as he came to, to Israel and as he began to declare that there would be no rain except at his word. And right after he declared that, that the ravens brought him food morning and evening. Now, the ravens were an unclean bird, and so you would never expect for provision to come from the unclean, but yet it did. And so it, it, it said after a while the brook dried up. Well, the brook dried up because of Elijah and the word that he had proclaimed. And then God told him to go to uh, Zarephath, for he had commanded a widow to take care of him. And that is so interesting. When you read that passage in 1 Kings 18, it becomes aware that that either the widow is not aware of it, or possibly the widow was aware of it and just had decided that she wasn't going to obey the Lord. Not sure which one it was, but at any rate, she was not in a position to support him. She was down to her last meal. And so Elijah said, please, uh, you know, bring me a cake, a small cake first. And so uh, she did that. 
And you know, the small cake for her was a great sacrifice because she just had enough for uh, her and her, her family. And so uh, Elijah said that, that her food supply was not going to run out. She was going to have not just enough. Now, this is what I want you to catch. Now, this is a widow lady, and so possibly she's used to struggling. But God said, you're not going to just have enough, but you're going to have more than enough. And, and truly, there was a supernatural supply, such a supply that God took care of Elijah through that widow lady, unusual provision from unlikely sources. And so I think this is something that we can expect in this season, that the supply is going to come, not in the way we would think, but the supply is going to come. Even from people that had opposed us, or even from people that maybe never had sowed in us, God is going to use these people to sow provision and to sow favor into our lives. So just uh, this past week, the Lord uh, spoke to me. I listened to a, a CD by a minister, and the title of the CD was Aim for More Than Enough. And as I listened to that CD, the Lord started talking to me uh, about my life and started asking me why I didn't aim for more than enough. Of course, you know, whenever God asks you a question, he already knows the answer. And, and so uh, God was telling me, I want you to aim not just for enough, but I want you to aim for more than enough. Because I'm a more than enough God. So he said, I want you to begin to expect when you're believing me for provision and, and when you're believing me for specific provision, I want you to expect more than enough. And uh, I'm reminded, uh, well, I want to share a couple scriptures. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. A great and effective so this is this is a door where you're going to see progression. You're going to see things happen. You're going to see good things happen. And uh, the door's opened. It's opened. In fact, this door is open so wide that there's no way that you can miss the opening of this door. But God says that the door's opened. And he also says that one of the ways you can know that the door is opened is there's going to be many adversaries. So you're going to have an open door, but you're still going to have adversaries. But instead of the adversaries taking you out, the adversaries are going to cause you to go in to a place, to a walk that you've never went in before. Revelations 4 verse 1, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. So a door is opened, 
in heaven. And I, I believe God opens doors in heaven. When Jesus was baptized, heaven was opened and, and the Father spoke and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. When Jacob was sleeping in a hard place, just after he cheated Esau out of the birthright, God came to him and visited him and he saw the angels of God ascending and descending. He saw heaven opened. And so he, he told him here in Revelations 4, he said, come up here, come up here. In other words, come up. I want you to walk in a higher place and I will show you things which must take place after this. Now it's, it's interesting, Revelations 3 verse 7 and we're talking about aiming for more than enough. So God doesn't just have enough peace, enough joy, enough mercy, enough provision. God has more than enough. God has an abundance. God wants to bring you to a place where you have an abundance for every good work. But God does not, well, sometimes he does, but most of the times God doesn't require you to sow all your seed. And you know, one of the reasons God gives finances, give, gives riches, is that we might enjoy them. Now, Revelations 3, 7 says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. Now the key of David, David was a prophet, David was a priest, and David was a king. But if we look at David at Ziklag, David had waited for a promise around 13 years, and he'd gotten so tired of waiting that uh, he gave up on the promise, and he went to Ziklag into the land of the Philistines, and he was never never supposed to go to that particular land, but but he was there. And in Zeklag, they, they took everything from him. They took his, his wives, family, and so a bunch of family. And so they, they left. The enemy came and, uh, and destroyed. And it said David wept until he had no more strength to weep. And, and then after that, he and then people turned against him. And then after that, it says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, this open door, this open door that God has opened, it's a door of revelation. This is a door of revelation that God's opened up. So there's going to be a spirit of wisdom and revelation. So God told him what to do. He said, pursue, for you shall surely recover all. Now, David recovered all, but he didn't just recover all. See, God doesn't work on just recovering the all. God works on recovering more than enough. So he recovered all, then he recovered the spoil, then he recovered enough that he could sow an offering. He was able to sow an offering into all the different people that had helped him out. And right after that, right after that recovery, and I really believe before the Lord releases a fresh anointing on our lives, he's going to cause a recovery. He's going to cause a restoration to come 
into our lives and where we've been openly put to shame, we're going to be openly vindicated and people are going to see that vindication. More than people seeing it, we're going to see it. We're going to see vindication. And this aiming for more than enough, we're going to see open vindication from the Lord. Revelations 3, 7 says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, these things says, He who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. He opens. God is opening a door, and no man can shut it. But God is also shutting a door. God is shutting a door on that spirit of delay, that spirit of Jezebel. The door has been shut. He says, I know your work. See, I have set before you. It's set. Oh, I just saw something. I've set before you. The door is before you. An open door, and no man can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Now, I love this because this open door is for normal folk. He doesn't say you have great strength. He tells this church, you know, you have a little bit of strength, but you've not denied me. So I've set before you the doors before you. I just saw that. I preached this passage many times. I've set before you an open door. In other words... For you to discover the open door, you're going to have to walk. Now, the walking is going to be that it it, sometimes it's going to look like the door is closed. But as you walk, that door is going to open. It's going to supernaturally open. So I want to encourage you today with the open door is to begin to confront the doors that have been closed. The doors that have been closed. The doors where it looks like the enemy has said no. The doors where it looks like the enemy says that'll never happen because because it's going to happen. See, if the enemy says it'll never going to happen, that means surely it will happen. And we're in a season where the Lord is telling us, too, that he's opened a door, that a door's opened in heaven, and the door's also opened on earth. We're going to walk through it. We're not going to be intimidated by the adversaries. He's breaking the spirit of control, the spirit of delay that's held things up. And now there's an open door, and he's going to restore our fortunes right before our very eyes. Enjoy this season. Well, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. It was good being with you today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I would like to encourage you to visit our website at newlifebeginningschurch.com. That's newlifebeginningschurch.com. There's a secure site there where you can sow into this ministry. If you would like to sow by mail, our address is New Life Beginnings Church, P.O. Box 203, Patterson, Texas, 77466. If you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come visit ours. Our Sunday service is at 1030. The church address is 5609 FM 359 North, Brookshire, Texas, 77423. We offer child care for the four-year-olds and younger. We also offer children's church for the five-year-olds up to fifth grade twice a month. 
On Wednesday nights, we reach out to the kids in the Brookshire Patterson area. We have service and classes that start at 7 p.m. If you have prayer requests or would like to speak with us, our church phone number is 281-802-8094. You can contact me by email at bmorgan542 at gmail.com. That's bmorgan542 at gmail.com. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast, The Best is Yet to Come, wherever you get your podcast. This program is sponsored by New Life Beginnings Church. And again, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. And I would like to remind you the best is yet to come. We love you and thanks for listening.